You're listening to Ink Studs, and my guest this week is Emma Rios. Uh, Emma's new work can be found in the pages of Island Magazine from Image Comics, as well as uh, the uh, Eight House uh, series Mirror, also from Image Comics, and lastly, uh, Pretty Deadly, also from Image Comics, uh, with volume two at some point starting in 2016. Yeah. And that's a collaboration with uh, Kelly Sudaconic. I know. Pretty definitely starts in November. Oh, November. Oh, okay. Everything starts in November. Like, I'm an artist, but I'm going to have a couple of books running on the same wall. <laughs> <laughs> How is and, that, huh? <laughs> and uh, Mirror is a collaboration with uh, Hui Lim. Did I get yeah, that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Emma, for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. Um, now, Emma, I wanted to interview when I was in England um, last fall, but mm-hmm. as we came back from um, from Thought Bubble in Leeds to London, uh, I got really sick and spent... Yeah, you're the- <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad because, like, you were such a great person to spend time with, and like, all right, we're going to do an interview, and then, like, I was just, I went to bed and, like... You sat there uh, drawing. We were, we were best buddies anyway. It was super fun. Yeah, it was. And also, we did the panel there, the bubble with, which I said I thought, okay, this might be enough, but it's just not. So <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> no, I'm you... sorry. I, I'm going to explain this. It's only uh, that um, you know I'm always panic because of the language barrier. Mm-hmm. Even if I can manage to do it everywhere, every time I try. I always panic before, just before. Then I have fun, but, <laughs> you know, like, everybody, please be patient. And that's well, well, we'll take it slow, and um, hopefully it goes well. Um, uh, is It's always interesting for folks, like, I can, I can never understand that process of, um, because I, I only speak English. I, I did two years of French, and I've forgotten it all. Um, but like having to have a conversation and translating that conversation while happening just seems so mm-hmm. daunting. Yeah. It's interesting with the Spanish comic scene how much, um, how many artists in it are working in the American, in America. Yeah. And so it almost becomes like your knowledge of English has got to be like a huge connection to your, to your career. Yeah, that's true. Well, the thing is, like, here in Spain, there's not a solid industry to to allow creators to live from comics, so the only chance is to work abroad. Like, France is probably the main market, mm-hmm. because it's closer and it's easier to go to Angoulême or so. But since uh, American editors started to come to conventions here in Spain, um, uh, it opened wide. So there's a lot of people working in the States. But that's, for example, one of the reasons I, you know, I, I was doing fanzine as a small press in Spain, but I started at Marvel and Boom Studios, like, you know, super mainstream medium. So, right. the, and also as, only as an artist. And, and that, was why, that was the reason, you know, because it was just easier to get there. Because art, after all, is a universal language. So it's not that, uh, that hard to spread right. yourself. Through that. I, I was really surprised. I, I visited uh, Barcelona. Me and Emma were at the same mm. and um, yeah. 
the scene there is amazing. Like there's so many good cartoonists yeah, um, in Spain. Yeah. It's, it's weird that, that it doesn't, it's like, it obviously supports the creative end of it, if not the financial end of it. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. the, the thing, yeah. For, keep, yeah. keep going. Sorry. No, it was, just, it was really interesting because, and and right now Marvel is pulling a lot of artists from Spain. I think DC goes to it Italy or yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really it feels really third world in a in a as yeah. far as, but they're not. It's it's it was really surprising because they're pulling all these people to be illustrators, but they're not pulling them to be writers, even though there's there's like fantastic writing being done by the, by these guys. And it's cool to see like um, like your work and like like Jose Domingo who did um, uh, Adventures of a Japanese Businessman. Like his yeah, Jose his right is coming out over here now too. Uh, Jose and Jose and I, for example, Jose is working for now, bro. Now, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you did you did know that. Uh, Jose and I, for example, started in the same scene because we are both from the same city and we are close friends. Um, right. um we had some kind of micro meat house here you know like a small okay. environment with people doing comics and trying to self-publish everything and all that so for example Jose was one of the guys I was there too and David Robin who is doing you know the hero for that horse now and also Beowulf was there too as, as just like other creators but the thing like everybody has like a very very different styles there mm-hmm. but at the same time Everybody was like kind of working hard, and we were always trying to publish stuff in our local language, like Galicia. Right. Because, yeah, well, you know, this thing, Spain, full of many countries and stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. And uh, in the, we started in 2000, 2001, the self publishing association that was called Polakia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we lasted for uh, 11 years. Uh, then we quit because we just, it was, uh, everybody was almost, you know, uh, working already and uh, and it was very difficult to to handle all the stuff. It's like, it's time we are, it's time I think I'm, I, I'm involved in Ireland, you know, I start sweating because I remember of those times, like doing the magazine and stuff. <laughs> but on the other hand, it's like, I'm super sad, so, so excited about it because of that, because of, you know doing exactly what I want to do, and it's, it's fun. But yeah, well, my experience with Ireland is something very similar to what I what I felt in that moment, but in that moment I was like totally starving. <laughs> we were right. like running, I don't know, 300 copies or 500 copies of work, you know, of the books we were publishing and stuff. Yeah, it was it's, pretty fun. Have, they have image backing us to do it because it is... Yeah, I mean, it's like... it's. it's it's a lifesaver, you know. I, I, I'm, you know, it's, it's so cool to be in this position in which you can do whatever you want now. Uh, you feel that too, so, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess I should make a note that uh, Brandon is joining me for this interview, and Brandon's also the uh, co-editor with uh, hmm. with Emma on Island. So there's some uh, compromised journalistic values. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, a disclaimer. Yeah. yeah. What now? Um, what kind of work were you making at that point? Um, well, horrible work. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, yeah, really horrible. Uh, no, I mean it was. I I like in that moment. Um, 
I was pretty fond of these Chinese movies from the 90s, you know, Yongbu and Ringo Lam and those people. Mm -hmm. And I was also reading a lot of like manga like Akira and Eden, like some kind of, yeah, dystopian post-apocalyptic stuff and stuff like that. And I, I tried to do some genre, because here in Spain, even if it sounds like super weird, the slice of life is like the mainstream thing. You know, yeah. like some people is more focused on intimate stuff, intimate stories and more graphic novel-like and stuff. And then well, right now it changes a bit, you know, but uh, there are a lot of adventure things and adventure comics. But it's not the feeling of, you know, adventure or sci-fi or that stuff. It's more like, yeah, more different kind of story. And at the moment I wanted to do like the things I was watching like. You know, like for training, and I, I had a, a genre story, totally like noir, like yeah, like trafficking drugs, um, people killing each other and stuff. <laughs> but also with some kind of political background and, and things like that. It, actually, I did have some of that, but in a grown-up way, <laughs> more likely, yeah. Well, it's interesting looking at the work you're making now and kind of looking at your Marvel work. Um, and I'm wondering how your pre-Marvel work was was different from that Marvel work and how that transitioned for you. Um, I don't know. It's like Marvel work, I don't feel like I had to do like to do it in a different way. Um, I had a lot of pressure when I was doing it because... I, I was, I had before Marvel and Boom, before entering the American market, I market, I have never worked on doing a comic like day after day after day, you know, like regularly. So I had no idea about how long was it going to take me to do a page, mm -hmm. you know, I, I didn't have my time control or anything. And I, also I was like super sloppy and very insecure about inking. So... When I started Marvel, like, the thing about drawing every day, like, helped me a lot to develop, you know, like, the style that was, you know, uh, that I was trying to build by myself. And it was like, okay, you have to do pages. You just can't hesitate anymore. Um, yeah, well, I, I like superheroes. Like, for me, it was, like, funny at the moment. Like, it was great. You know, working with the Spider-Man is, like, a crazy thing, you know. From here, from Spain, it's, like, look, it looks like kind of exotic after all, you know, you don't expect, yeah, it's true, I mean, it's like, it's not for me, for me it's not the same as for you, maybe, work, to work in superhero stuff, uh, basically because, yeah, I've never thought I was going to work for Marvel or things like that, so you'd have this mythomaniac in your head, and uh, so you enjoy the stuff. What was the, the boom project you did? What, sorry? What was the boom project you did? The one project was super weird. Uh, it, the one I did was Hexed, remember? It was similar to Buffy. It was about a girl uh, who was fighting monsters, and she was like uh, some kind of hex but, uh, by, uh, by uh, an entity who was like... Yeah, it was like horror urban horror. That's right. It's funny because I've never, I've never worked on horror, on my own, most likely, yeah, this thing about black stories or noir things and stuff. But when I tried to work for France, and then when I started in Marvel, everybody was like attaching my style to to horror. 
I'm from 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 that one. It grew like today, you know, to today pretty deadly, you know, after all. But it's very similar, like the surreal things and the horrid stuff, right. uh, the Doctor Strange things. So it was pretty fun. Huh. I mean, it's like, right to you, what, it's, it's, it, you know, having this work for hire stuff, on one hand, for me, it was like going to college again. Mm-hmm. Like, I never pretend, I, I have to admit that, maybe it sounds a bit arrogant, but I, it, I never wanted to stop there, you know, like I was doing my own stuff and I, my dream was like doing my own stuff again. Right. Yeah. I, so I remember like when, when I was with Huey in Iwakomika, it was in 2008 and I was, I had just started at boom to work and I was there with all these artists in Japan because we had a, a workshop there and we were invited there. And everybody was like talking about the project and whatever, and I was the only one was who was doing some something that mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I, I, I quit architecture and I was living from that thing, and I can't tell my family that I'm, you know, that I need money, so I needed money, and it was like, okay, I'm going to try to grow up here to move to something else, and do my own thing again, and. It seems to work, so <laughs> happy ending for now, you know? It's like, yeah, but it was my plan. But I have to admit that I learned a lot by doing the work for higher jobs. Well, part like, of the... hmm. No, go Sorry. ahead. No, no, it's, it was only like the thing about working and, and, you know, don't stop on each page as if it was, it was going to be the last one in your life or yeah. things like that. You know? like, like, paper is not that important. Mm-hmm. Move on, move on, move on, and improve. And, and do you, do you yep. find you're you're able to maintain that aesthetic of being able to? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I moved the topic a bit, right? Like, yeah, I think when I was you were talking basically about this aesthetics, right? If I adapt it to to Marvel or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Was it was what you now? What I feel is like at Marvel, nobody told me like do this thing different. Like, my books were not going to sell anyway, you know. <laughs> it was not that I was doing, like, huge projects uh, or or something like that. I I got along really well with Steve Walker, and he was giving me stuff in which I, I was going to be really comfortable. Um, I was super spoiled there. Nobody was, like, pushing me to do something different from what I was going to do. When I the 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 latest years, like the when I did the um, the graphic novel of Doctor Strange and that, the things were a bit more difficult there, and I was feeling a bit more pressure for working faster or maybe using an inker. And then I I didn't like what I was doing. Um, uh, it was then when I when I thought that that it was a moment to move to another thing, basically. Was there any particular Marvel work that you feel still feel a strong connection to? Yeah, of course, Osborn. <laughs> Osborn. <laughs> yeah, because it was so fun. I mean, when I entered him, I remember when I when I first talked with an editor of Marvel, I I told them that I wanted to do Thor, and then in the end, uh, my first gig, I the first gig I got was Runaways. And then I did this beautiful story with uh, Mark Wade about Doctor Strange that uh, we really liked that one. But oh yeah, I really liked Mark. Yeah, which that was 
Rishwit. It's like a doctor's house. Okay. It was with my hmm. Actually, I mean, it's like I basically own everything to Mark because Mark was the one who asked for me to to enter there with uh, with him in that story. So it allowed me to start in a kind of, you know, medium high profile project after all. Mm-hmm. And um, and that story was really fun because uh, everybody was like, what's in the Doctor Who? And we wanted to mix a bit, the, you know, this feeling about the companion or the sidekick, whatever. Yeah. You read those Very sweet. Yep. Robin, do you know the uh, do you know the Mark Wade Doctor Strange stuff that Emma did? I looked for it and I wasn't able to read it. It's really fun. So Doctor Strange loses his powers and... Um, He's no longer Sorcerer Supreme. I think they gave that to um, some, some other dude. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, there's a, a young lady who is really powerful but unexperienced, and so her and Doctor Strange travel around for six issues with him as like her mentor. Okay. It was about short stories. Um, in, even some of them had some, you know, like funny criticism. There's a story about, a horror story about, you know, these pageant contests. With the other girls, so the main character was turned into a little girl to participate in a pageant and stuff. It was pretty fun. And, you know, it was fun, you know, doing monsters. And Doctor Strange is, like, such a cool guy. And I was, like, making it, making him so grounded, kind of, like... <laughs> yeah, you, you made him so much more interesting than... Uh, I felt like you, you put some Europe, Europe... So you put some Spain in him. Because before that, he's just, like... <laughs> he's very dry but before, before you drew yeah. Um, I, I really like your um your black cat was really good too Spider Man and the black cat ah uh, yeah that story because yeah I mean with my dynamic my dynamics working with Mark are are pretty cool and that story that Spider Man story was only one issue and everybody was talking about that I don't know it was very funny maybe yeah also I like Daredevil a lot he he was always my favorite character and uh, like superhero character. <laughs> and it was the only one, the only the uh, I only could draw draw him like in that issue, and it was I was like so motivated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really fun. That was the first comic yours that I that I got. Um, I was really I was really impressed. You did a bunch of manga tricks in there that I hadn't seen anywhere else in the Marvel comic, like Daredevil and Spider Man jump off a bridge, or they jump oh, off. Oh, that a was that was so hard to do because I didn't know how to handle that. Uh, and the script was like, okay, they jump and you see how one head is beyond the other and the other like, this is like a movie. This is yeah. I'm going to it's draw the this. thing that, that it happens in like comics where you take away the gutters and so they're yeah. falling and progressing in speed but it's like... Um, no, but it's, it's fun. I mean, it's like, it pushes you, I mean, it forces you to think about Freaks you've never think on your own. It's like it's a good thing for to work with somebody else. Like right. you know, it's like it working with something with somebody else you draw stuff you don't want to draw or have to think about hard things you don't normally do. Yeah, you think exactly. your own. Yeah. And so so Osborne was your first uh was your first project with Kelly Sue too. Yeah, that was very funny because um all the other projects I had before were pretty sweet after all. Like I had a slice type, uh, uh, some kind of slice of life cancer story with, uh, with um, oh, how the hell was this card called? I don't remember. Oh, okay, I'm blind. 
Well, anyway, uh, all, the, all the stories I was doing there were like runaways or this Doctor Strange with the teenager or the other one, you know, it was like sweet projects. And then it came Kelly Sue and this character, Osborne, with everybody was su- super fed up of him after Siege, the crossover. Right. And everybody was like so tired of that character. And so Walker gave it to us, gave him to us and do whatever you want. <laughs> and it came this story with the, about the prison and and doing like a prison drama. Um Kelisu is such a fan of that stuff, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Beach Planet and, and so right. and uh, and I'm a grim artist, you know, like I like drawing like grim things like creepy and you know, this this yes. you know, like dark stuff. So and I love villains, and she loved villains, and, you know, like, we made the villains the main characters, and everybody was, like, pushing forward with them. So it was great. Uh, it was super fun. And in the, in the second issue, we, we started to talk about Pretty Deadly. That was the connection, you know. The first conversation we had was uh, about Naiko Kaji, and after that, yes, become, <laughs> we became best friends. And on the second issue, we, were, we started talking about Pretty Deadly already. It was oh, great. Did you guys hmm. meet an email? What? Were you guys introduced just over email? Was like, did you interact yeah, before you email. met each other in person? No, we we met uh, in 2011. So I think Osborne was in 2009. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, because it was difficult to find the perfect timing to move on, you know. And we did Osborne, and then they moved us to other projects, and and it was when when Kalisu was Kalisu and Walker was were trying to to start with Captain Marvel. Right. And then Kalisa and I were able to meet uh, in person in, in New York in, in, in 2011. And then it was when, you know, we said the pretty deadly thing. And as soon as I could, because I accepted the last gig of Marvel, I accepted it because my boyfriend was uh, lost his job. So I needed, I couldn't move in that moment to pretty deadly. And so that's why it took so long. But uh, it, we would have started into, in 2011 or 2012. Uh, but finally, the, we had to wait until 2013. Right, you had to plan your escape. I love the idea that you and Kelly Sue were working on a, a prison story and planning your escape from Marvel. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> no, none, we were not planning that. But it, it was only that we felt pretty pretty close and and well you know this this thing that I wanted to do some creative on it. But it was not about fluent flowing from Marvel because I never thought that I was going to make it on creator comics, you know, on creator yeah. owned comics. I thought that I was going to go on a creator owned comic for an adventure and then come back. Hmm. But it was like changing, so Right. Now so, I, I I never expected Pretty Deadly to do so well. Honestly, it was like huh. <laughs> hilarious. Oh, hilarious! It was like yeah, okay, life changing thing. Like it was great. How um, a big part of that is the the fans, and I remember seeing um, the, the amazing fans you're getting at Thought Bubble. And how that was you different. Remember. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it was really, it was really warm and really amazing. And I'm just wondering about that change uh, for yourself, like having these new kind of engagements with with readership and stuff through Pretty Deadly. Well, I'm to me, I I learned a lot uh, during these last few years about uh, my relationship with work and with the people. Mm-hmm. 
around because I'm not such an extrovert myself. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's not difficult for me to start talking with you or with Brandon in convention, but we are two people, right? But also in another in a different language, it's like sometimes it's very difficult to show yourself as you are. You know, well, these things you are tired of listening to me about worrying about this stupid shit. But it, you know, it's like I thanks to Kelly and he, you know, knowing her better and seeing how she was behaving with everybody and how she we were getting all that love kind of you know like in exchange and all the support and like for example when because we sold a lot of the first issue of pretty deadly and that was what allows me today to live out of the big two or live out of work for hire right mm. i'm doing my own comic thanks thanks to those people who paid for that comic without right. even knowing anything of that but two images you know because i was like re holding all the information because i didn't want to create the hype because i was worried about that now i know the hype is cool you know but in that moment i was like a paranoid and a maniac and i was like okay i don't want to show much because i don't know if we are going to be on time to the deadline or whatever and i remember having we were asked by Image to show any show, yeah, the teaser in in MHS point. Remember, in at the end of 2013 or beginning of 2014 or something like that, and the book was released in 2015. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how come we are going to show this thing that early? You know, like I don't want to to create that expectation and then having people being disappointed or having people getting tired of that stuff and. Now it's like, I totally, it's, I, I'm, you know, it's like, I woke up, like, I had no fucking idea about how this was working in, in reality, you know, because I'm here in Spain, just like in the other side of the screen, like, looking at stuff happening, like, through the, through the computer, but it's not that I can't go too, so, too often there. And I was looking at, when I started seeing the cosplayers, <laughs> it was like, what the, what the hell? It's like, people is like using my designs for, for you know, spending hours like sewing or building the thing and people seem super happy and they are all supporting us. And then everybody, they were, I think it was some kind of cosplaying even before the book was released. Wow. And it was like crazy shit. It's like, because... One of the things, like, well, Kelly Sue is great at all levels, right? But one of the things, one of the most important things she was able to do was, like, create a space to express themselves, you know, yeah. uh, for, for these guys, for these people who were, like, tired of. Because now it seems that everybody noticed, like, the, the girls were reading comics or whatever. But mm -hmm. there are a lot of products that are, in my opinion, right, are quite soft, like, kind of into this political correction like okay but let's do something cute yeah but pretty deadly it's not cute it's like for example right it's like about badass people like, <laughs> around, and then there's like some people like they are women but they deserve to be there but it's not forced in a way that we didn't think of it as to to turn into something like that you know we were doing like this because we are two women and we had our way of thinking and it was natural yeah, so, they really, they really I mean, come through. This makes me feel really proud about that, you know? It's like, okay, they like, and they are behaving. When, when I see the cosplayers, everybody's like, you know, 
looking super mad um, with like this attitude of killing somebody or <laughs> you know it's fun it's fun it's different from other stuff I think and I like that and oh we should talk about your your sorry to cut you off what were you saying sorry well, because sorry sometimes to... I don't hear you very well because of the sound oh right. yeah I was I was gonna I wanted to bring up um and I did this on a panel and and uh, oh, yeah. Emma didn't like it, but I was going to bring up uh, your your fencing in relation to your drawing sword fighting. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, you <laughs> because I hate you for bringing this again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's just so Brandon, cool. Thanks to Brandon, I'm becoming like such an extrovert. I'm going to put all my life in the internet. <laughs> Good. You're welcome. I'm getting used to this. To this. No, no, it's fine. Um. Yeah. Well, it's like. It was very fun to 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 work on that stuff. I remember that we started talking about the Western, but after all, after that, uh, we started talking about fairy tale, and then she came with this idea of the bunny, the dead bunny and the butterfly, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is not Western, this is not fairy tale, this is horror, fairy tale and Western, so let's do this. So, and I thought, okay, we we are going to look for a more mythic or more yeah mystical feeling. They, I mean, swords are more interesting than guns for this stuff. We can have some kind of vibe about, you know, this, these stories in the Middle Ages and things. So, and and I started thinking and about that. There's no, barely no westerns with swords, but you know, the Confederate soldiers used to wear this sword, the the sabers, the French saber, on this belt. So I thought. Why not? We can use that. It's like noble fighting, you know. <laughs> and were those? And also, yeah, sorry. And and guns wouldn't have been super easy to reload quickly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like okay, two two elements to play with, you know. I like to do. Uh, I have to admit that for me, it's easier to to draw action than talking heads. Yeah, that's pretty noticeable in ID. I in ID, for example, I was like. You know, exasperated, like, holy shit, how come I can write this to draw? I don't want to draw this thing. You know, it was like, how come I, I'm doing a thing, like, eight pages in a table on a coffee shop? I don't want to do this. And, for example, pretty deadly, like, with the sword fighting and all the stuff, it's, like, much easier for me to to, to develop the, 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 the layouts. Because it's, like, as if the dynamics and the movement drive yeah. me through the page. And in the other way, I have to force myself to think, okay, now I'm going to do a shot of his hand on the table or, you know, like trying to find a way to not making the page boring. It's, it's difficult to, 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 to develop that way. Um, and so, yeah, the floor fighting, as I'm a fencer, <laughs> I do fencing myself. So it's like, I wanted to make it feel like balanced and kind of real even if they are they they are stronger than regular people but if you if you dissect uh the movements it's easy to make things cooler yeah. like by slowing the action and doing you know like oh now the swords like just crash and then this source goes playing and then it falls and you know and it's stuff. um yeah that's it it was fun <laughs> when you yeah, take like I, I, uh, I with that. 
Hmm. Would yeah. you take like reference photos for yourself of like? No, not reference photos, but I used to go to to class. Yes, right. I have an instructor. I train like uh, yeah. twice or three times a week. Uh, normally with my instructor, we do sometimes. Sometimes we do like artistic fencing, which is like this thing of the movies, like choreographies. And when I was like developing my choreographies for the for the book, <laughs> sometimes I went to, hey, don't I just this? How the hell can I move this thing like that? Or how how can I parry with a dagger if I hold the sword like this way or stuff like that? And then we we do, we tried that there to find. Like a solution, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, it's... we are. I'm a nerd. <laughs> and no, I, I found that stuff really but fascinating. Because so hmm. Emma, you're also talking about uh, a future story set on a boat, and uh, and just hmm. thinking about how you're, you know, like you're you're talking about your your next vacation, you're gonna go on a on boat. A boat. <laughs> yeah, it just feels I'm like fine. you have this very you have I'm a very tactile going. physical referencing thing you do it's like you don't just read about it on wikipedia you go and experience it which i find really cool i think it's like the best part of doing story or developing a story is the research not the research but the the moment in which you are imagining imagining it um i have for example like when i do stuff on my own that's why i can't i have to do collaboration from time to time is that because i work so slow and i like to to think like about how to I don't I I can't improvise writing, right? It's not that I can, you know, prepare a book of twenty pages in a week or stuff like that. I really? I just, you know, want to enjoy the thing, so do some research of of a subject I like. Like for example in this case, the brain transplant and all that stuff. I've mm-hmm. been talking with this neurologist guy and I learned a lot of stuff and now I'm going to learn things about boats. Uh, it's fun, you know. It's like I don't know. I, I am. I'm going to work uh, in pretty deadly. The second and the third arc are going to happen all together. Uh, during this time, um, I can combine drawing with writing, but only one book drawing and one book writing, right? Uh, right. So I'm going to spend this time about a year or something for developing or thinking this stuff and to see if it works somewhere and uh, learn things about boats and things like that <laughs> and then I will draw it um, also improve my watercolors I want to do this this book this new book is uh, on watercolors but it's like so green I can't talk about this stuff why am I talking about this already <laughs> <laughs> it's, also, it's always your fault Brandon I don't know how, how you do it but <laughs> it's what no, he knows too much no, but it, it's cool because like, like we talk too much. We stop talking. <laughs> I talking. This is going to be a silent interview. No, it's, no, it's okay. No, no, it's okay. I, I feel like I'm excited about it. It's it's really exciting because like so many like like me and you are the same age. You know, like like 38, and um, and it's like it feels like you're really developing as an artist still, which is really cool because so many artists like they get to being professional and they're just kind of spin their wheels forever where it's like you're you're picking up watercoloring now and, and doing comics and that and, and you know writing it's it's really it's really exciting to to see yeah i think it's i yeah well i think i i get bored of things so i don't want to get boring of this so i move on to another stuff and now i'm just like overexcited after pretty deadly you know after the thing about being able to do creator owned comic you know yeah. about working for yourself 
Like I never speak it. Uh, we already talk about this, but I I had no idea about how image work. Like uh, talking about the agreement or the contract or stuff. Uh, this thing about you can't own your stuff. I mean that's what science fiction kind of. Because in Europe, even if you work for you or whatever, cool, um, I don't know, cool publishers for a small publisher from Spain or France or whatever, like super free or whatever, it's like they own part of that, you know. Yeah. And they, 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 it's not that clean. The rights are really right. messy. And uh, for example, in emails now, it's like when I, I told Brandon, and when I read the contract for the first time, I almost fell over my chair and then almost start crying. <laughs> you know, it was like, this can't be happening. Yeah. It's also amazing. Of course, it's, it's risky because if you don't have an audience, you're not going to make money. So it's like a self-publishing association. I told you before that we built one. Well, our conditions were not good, <laughs> honestly. It's like they weren't that good as image. So it's, like, mm-hmm. it's like crazy, you know, being able to work under such... And in such an environment in which you are, you know, it's like team money somehow, you know, kind of telling that stuff. And um, so I have some some pressure now. Now that I'm that lucky, I have to 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 push myself, you know. I have to do things better. And this is like perfect environment. This is what you wanted. So now do it. Like it's right. like some kind of pressure. On your on your shoulders. I was I was watching the last image expo and I saw this thing about you know Ronald Wimbley and you know people like that working there and I was like, oh my god, I have to work harder. You know, like, <laughs> it's going to be so huge. Or I don't know. For example, I, this morning I was talking with Jose uh, about Island actually because he he was like explaining the pages and stuff. We had some coffee together. Uh, cappuccino meeting, you remember? Right. <laughs> and uh, and I gave him uh, the magazine, and I told I told him, well, I mean, it's cheap paper, or it's not that cool as you know, number books or something. And say, this is perfect, and you know, the best thing is like you're paid for it. You know, it's like even if there are other publishers and there are wonderful things happening today, of course, and they are beautiful books with golden inks and paper as thick as, I don't know, one centimeter or whatever. Right. But the, the, the feeling of, you know, this being empowered to own your own stuff or to do things in a right way is very important. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other side of it that is like some people even is able to take advantage of it, like writers or part of team, or, you know, we are like team of creators in which one of the parts owns the stuff and you contract the other um, like doing work for hire. You know, like or like a mini Marvel or a mini DC even yeah, Marvel. It's, it's but so this has nothing to do with shit bags too. Yeah, yeah. That that frightens me a lot. But on the other on the other hand is this not on image, you know, it's like on those people's minds, unconscious or whatever. Like yes, they is. are responsible of the decisions. But yeah, but I I can't I can't imagine a a cleaner place now to work only honestly like okay like now I'm going to put my t-shirt and bring the flag and go to promote <laughs> it or I don't know but, no I think it's important because I was cheated like many times and I signed like stupid contracts like crazy contracts in which I was like treated like 
horrible, right? Mm-hmm. It's very um, exploitive. Yeah, kind of. Um, and this way, it's like, it looks unbelievable, you know, sometimes. Well, and that's something interesting. Like, I know with, uh, with Pretty Deadly is you've been really involved in the foreign editions. Like, yeah. you remember you're very proud of the Spanish edition you're showing me. Oh, yeah, the Spanish one's yeah. so nice. I have it here. Yeah, because um, I was worried about that. I've never worried before about other books from Marvel or anything, but this time I felt like, okay, this is a book I want to give to my mama or something. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. My mother is like a teacher of art and history, and he wanted she wanted me to be an architect. And she wanted me to be a painter, and she wanted me to do like something bigger, <laughs> like in her head, right? Now she she's like pretty. She grew pretty strong on comics, and she reads stuff, and she loves that stuff. And you know, now comics look like like, like something very cultural and intellectual here in Spain, right? But at the beginning, when I told her, "Mom, I'm quitting architecture. I'm going to do comics," she was like, "What?" The fuck? You know, right. were, were also you? because I was doing quite well in architecture myself, but um, and yeah, I, I was like, uh, I was like so excited about the Spanish edition, and I um, I I brought a friend of mine that is also a writer, Santiago Garcia, uh-huh. and he wrote the Beowulf book with uh, for David David Rubin, okay, and. Um, and also, uh, he has an essay, essay that is called like the graphic novel that is going. I just become published in English. I think he lives in Baltimore now, even if he's Spanish. They are living there, and um, and this guy is very interesting. So I I was able to to you know work with him, or he was showing me the translations and everything of Pretty Deadly because I was very worried about that. Because one one of the things I like most is from the way Kelisa writes that book is like the tone between like uh, something like so how can I say it like so grounded and then deliberate right like something like from a village people and then like something like so poetic in the middle but it it works pretty well together and Spanish is a really strong language so I thought that the sounding was going to to look really cool, um, the song or st- or stuff like that. The way people were going to talk if we were able to cut the the accent somehow or and adapted it to to our language would be pretty cool. And yes, I was pretty worried about that. Mm-hmm. And and it went great. And I chose the like the publishers. Our publishers like Asti Perry is like they are. They are one of the best here. Like they are not. They publish more graphic novels things, and it's closer maybe to fantagraphics than to other kind of publishing. Okay. They publish Jason. They publish um, like David B. They publish like, a lot of people. Like they're very interesting. So having our book, they're being adventure, but at the same time not that you know playing adventure or something. Like they found it interesting. So. Nice. It was like I was super happy about it. Like, it was cool. So that was why I was so excited about that. <laughs> I talked too much. No, <laughs> it's... I can't. I can't be straight. 
Let me do Um, it's all good. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. No, you're coming across really great. Um, tell me about the the collaboration between you and Kelly Sue on Pretty Deadly. Is there a lot of give and take, um, story wise, or is it pretty strict? Is oh, Kelly yeah. have like something really strong in mind? No, it's totally. We are like role playing. Like we are behind a rock and things are happening, and we are like, okay, this guy moves this place, you know. Like, no, no, it's like back and forth. It's like some, like for example, Kalisu starts with an idea, and then for example, I write. Uh, I remember like things like, for example, drawing the characters, and then the vulture becomes something interesting because the vulture wasn't in the story before the having it at Sissy's cape. You know, mm-hmm. um, things like that. They were growing all the time, like through emails. Actually, <laughs> it's funny because sometimes when I, when we need to pass the script to Jordi, uh, the script doesn't work, and Kelisu has to rewrite, like following the pages or the conversation <laughs> team in emails. It's like crazy. That's why it's very, it's a difficult book. Um, now, for example, in the second arc. We are more used to it, and we are we have it more clear in our minds. But at the beginning, it was like all about brainstorming and trying stuff, um, putting things together, and see, and try to to make it as a as a whole. But right. I think but, about what I saw. Oh, sorry, what were you saying? Sorry. <laughs> I keep cutting you off. No, um, glass, because if you laugh, I don't understand you because the sound from your house is like terrible. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I was thinking uh, when we, me and you and Kelly Sue were all at uh, Thought Bubble in Leeds together. Yeah. And um, and and we you guys like. Yeah, we had a meeting. Went off to go. What's that? Yeah, we had a we had a meeting, a pretty deadly meeting in the room, and we spent like four hours there. We can do this, and we can do this, and we can do this. It was like crazy. Yeah, because I ran into yeah. you guys in the lobby afterwards, and you're like, you were just come down from a pajama party, and we're so enthusiastic about, like, we figured out what we're doing with the <laughs> no, next just, issue. Yeah, <laughs> it was something like that. This each time we meet, it happens. Like in San Francisco, we had another one, and now in Italy, we are going to have another one. It's all time like that, and and also we work like that a lot, and um, via email. Like for example, I found this thing about the the gas used in the World War. What gas can we use? We can use chlorine. What color is chlorine? It's yellow. Oh my God! We have to tell Yuri, you know, like that. We can't make it like you know. It's like oh, like all the time like this. It's very fun. It's almost like role playing. And if you were foxy, what would you do in this case? Or you know, things like that. <laughs> it's pretty fun, <laughs> but yeah, also crazy, crazy even for following you know a more regular schedule of that stuff. Hard. Mm-hmm. Now your cur- your <laughs> current thing you're working on is ID, um, or it's done. It's but it's coming out uh, through Island. And tell me about it's uh, uploading right now. <laughs> um that that's a different story than folks would be very used to but it's also uh you writing for yourself yeah uh and tell me a bit about the background of putting that story together well it all started in a super weird conversation i had with some friends um about this thing about if you were if your conscience were transferred to another body or 
you know, this thing like, or to a, in this case, it was to an Android or something. Right? If you, what, you know, if you would feel like yourself or if you would feel like yourself after dying or things like that. So that conversation was weird because I have a couple of friends that are pretty much into this um, skeptic, skeptic stuff, like totally against religion and against, uh, like, all about science being our savior and all this, right? I'm quite skeptical myself, and I'm, you know, I'm an atheist, I know that. Uh, but uh, this conversation was pretty funny because one of them wasn't able to understand or to feel that he was going to be the same person in another, like, shit, like, in another uh, body or in another, like, you know, in another uh, vessel. So... That made me got me thinking because in my head it was pretty clear because you know I think I like a lot this thing about like sentient cyborgs or you know I grew up with that stuff like you know Alita or a lot of manga things or so I grew up in a way that thinking that our brain was is everything so this conversation happened like quite a few years ago and I did uh, also well it was a subject it was my mind and stuff and then. Um, I was pretty much also into this thing about medical stuff, like drives me crazy. The thing about the the recycling fresh, like you know, organ transplants or uh, using part of your femur to build, you know, to build a part of your column, uh, taking tissues for something to build, like you know, something else. You know, this this stuff about using our own body to do other things, you know, like re reuse, reuse that. Um, it's a subject that, that, you know, like, I find interesting. Um, and I wanted to do this kind of hard sci-fi for all my life, but I didn't have ever, I haven't had any, any chances to, to, research, to research that deep. I mean, I can't talk about stem cells, but not having any idea about it, you know, yeah. but what I find in the internet. So I started to think about this thing about the brains and about the identity, mostly because I was feeling weird, like uh, myself, like it's not, which is what I was telling you before, like I'm pretty much bad mannered in Spanish than in English. I'm not the same person in English that in Spanish, you know, it's like, you or people looks at me in a way that is not the real way, maybe, or it's not the, the image I gave to other people is not the real image in which in a more comfortable environment, for example, with interviewers, well, not you, but it, with, you know, different stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's very difficult to express yourself in a, in a different language, even if you manage to do it, uh, to talk fluently or, you know, even if you want to be natural or try to think, there's always, there's always something in the middle, like, even if it's a very thin veil or whatever, it's not exactly, and not only that, also, you know, like, your physical appearance can make people think that you are different, right? Like, for example, you know, like, being, I don't know, it's very different, like, the way you look uh, may have some people think that you are more shy or that you are not strong. In my case, like, 
during my life, I, I, I had a lot of people trying to patronize me. Maybe because when I was younger, I had like a very round face, like that looked like kind of cute or stuff. And then, you know, everybody was like thinking that I didn't know anything about anything or something. Or when working as an architect, I was very young and I was dealing with people who was old, who were older than me, like maybe working for 30 years. And I was the architect in that, in that you know, doing, trying to, you know, directing this thing. Mm -hmm. um, people doesn't, weren't taking me seriously and I had to be like super mad and angry all the time. And I'm not that kind of person. And also I... It's very difficult for me to get angry and mad and shout to somebody, you know, it's like, it's weird. So, well, all these things together <laughs> and the brain conversation and the thing about liking the hard sci-fi thing ended up in the idea. Writing and drawing for alone, like doing a project alone is like so, it's so different from, from working in a collaboration. You are always protected somehow in a collaboration you don't have all the responsibility and you don't have to to get naked in front of people the way you do when when you work alone mm -hmm. so yeah well this story in id is like it's pretty subtle but you can read it in a political way because of course i'm behind it and it's going to show what what i think about things you know like it's not about only drunken sci-fi like ninjas and cyborgs and, you know, lion heads and things like that, you know, happening, like, let's mix and have fun, you know, it's, it's like a different, well, I wanted to do something different, I don't know. And, um, and it's like, probably feels super pretentious, so I said, <laughs> no, but it's just the way I feel, like, it's very, very hard sometimes, like, to work, to work uh, alone in a story like this, I think, I don't know. I was super happy that you liked it because I, I had a lot of, I hesitated a lot doing it and, and was like uh, having a lot of doubts and stuff, you know. I, I imagine you get used to it if you do, more, do it more often mm. or, but for me, for example, it's like much easier like working on Mirror because on one hand I have Quake and on the other hand it's more like adventure. Right. It's different. So, I don't know. Well, yeah. I don't so know this, if I answer. This is one of your more, like, it sounds like it's a really personal comic. It is. It's like, because it's, it was like, I was feeling that it was the real debut, after all. It's the first time I may look like myself in a comic. But if you can read through it, you can read it like something light, or you can, but I, I think it can feel like even in the drawing is there are a lot of effort <laughs> like drawing I don't know. Yeah, it's probably the most personal thing I did so far, you know. Right, even if I if I put a lot of myself in pretty deadly myself. But yeah. Yep. What did you say? I didn't hear your question. <laughs> I was saying ID is such a such a character study. It's like the whole story is um is about these people interacting and and their feelings about becoming getting new bodies as opposed mm. to um you know they even even in eight houses mirror it's like it's about progression of action and things yeah. happen where um idea is much more static like these characters are in this situation and let's look 
closely at it, which I think mm -hmm. is really interesting. And that does feel yeah. very personal. I am, um, well, now it's, uh, when I, I started thinking an idea about two years ago, I think, or a year and a half ago, I think it was the first time we talked about the island, right? Well, a year and a half before something, I don't know, well, a year and a half ago. Um, and by then, even if there was this conversation about diversity and stuff, uh, there wasn't like today, and I was like so frightened of this becoming some kind of sensationalism or something like that. Okay, I was like, right, I mean, yeah, you look at transsexual and diversity and that stuff. And what I, the only thing I wanted to do in that moment was like using different characters. I wanted to use an old woman, I wanted to use like characters you are not, whatever that is not like in their 30s, uh, white, male, or female, whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, I was thinking what I was thinking about when I was trying to develop the the story was in these movies so, of uh, Satoshi Kon, in which like people meet and yeah, shit happens, but they are they get along and grow friends and you know this and also you know well yeah things like that. Um, that's why, for example, the developing of the story is like pretty static because I. I, well, now I see a lot of mistakes there, right? I'm just like, this week is a, the week about self-criticism. <laughs> totally, right? After being launched. Um, see a bit of some of the reaction. Huh? And you think about mm, that maybe the start is a bit rushed because what I think I was thinking is, like, okay, I don't want to spread this in so many pages. I I can't finish the story because I, I was thinking about already about doing pretty deadly. Right. And and it was like, okay, I need to develop these characters in a very few pages, so maybe they are so straight, like showing their nature or their behavior. Or, like, for example, Charlotte, like, speaks, like, very pompous all the time, and it's not that natural, or things like that. I'm, like, thinking a lot about that stuff. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it, like, it's, a, it's as if, like, the ellipses had to work, like, to resume a lot of parts of the story that I was not going to be able to draw. Mm -hmm. And I think it worked, and that that made me happy. But, yeah, I don't know. Yes, it is pretty static. Um, for example, the action scenes that appear in the first issue, it's not really important for the plot at all. Um, it was only to show the background, to show that you were in a conflicted place, like today, almost every city, you know? Mm. And um, and you know this this thing about well then you know you you find out that you are not on earth about the pe these people could be you know it's like no I don't know it's like this thing about playing with the dystopian uh, atmosphere that is always fun to to develop like through subtle glimpses of small things here and there even if you know right. everything looks like normal. Also, as a character study, it kind of shows how how they react. You see them in a polite conversation, and then you see them in this dramatic, uh, you know, riot situation. Yeah, and there's, there's always what what I wanted. Uh, this also very subtle, but they behave badly all the time, and they all make mistakes. Like, for example, Mike patronized Noah a lot, and mm -hmm. him. Is so frivolous about this thing about it's as if almost as if I don't like my hair, or I don't like my being fat, 
you know, right. to be coming, wanting to to submit himself to a, such a difficult operation just to have a perfect body in his head, you know, instead of having, you know, trying to live with what you want, with what you have, or these things. Like I didn't want it to be like oh, all about. So that is straight, you know, and it's not that I am behind each character. I'm part of this character, but I, some probably part of me wouldn't make the mistakes they do. And, you know, like this joke uh, Charlotte does is like so horrible, or these things like that, you know. And I was, so horri- I was worried at the beginning, like people is not going to get this. They are going to think I'm, a, I'm an asshole or, <laughs> you know, it's like... On the, other, on the other hand, it's like, okay, it works for me, and I want to show this thing, so I just don't care anymore. But, yeah, it was uh, very difficult for me to do this. So Have really you paid much attention to the, to the reaction to ID? If I was worried about the reaction, um, no, not that much, because um, when after having people I like reading it and knowing that they, they like it, um... That makes things easier, like, if, okay, if you, you know this thing about you sometimes write for some very few people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if they, they like the stuff, you are kind of protected from, you know, the reaction of the... I, I know it's not a story, it's not going to be a story for everybody, it looks more like a... Yeah, indie cinema from the 19s or something like that. Like, <laughs> so horrible, you know? It's not going to work for everybody. And it's about three people talking about weird shit about changing bodies or, you know. Uh, even, yeah, in the second installment, we go hard in the medical part. And people is going to be bore- boring. Maybe some people would be boring reading all that stuff or not. But it depends, no? But the thing was like, okay. Just the island is a perfect environment to try different things and to show what you like. And it was like, it, this would have been much more difficult for me to try to move on my own, I think. Hmm. You know? Well, let's yeah. like, so, it's what island is for, right? To yeah. help people do what they want and, and show other, other, other sides of their work or, I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking it almost gives it a kind of armor by being like, your the story becomes a certain thing, but it's like the person who's buying it, it it doesn't have to live or die on just that. It's like we've got you know, Ludro doing his skateboard mummy comic as well. So yeah, I don't uh, know. It's yeah. Hmm. I don't think the good things about magazines um, is that you don't have to like everything. You'll find something that you like for sure, but it's not that you have to enjoy the hell of all the stories, you know, like the putting like stuff together. For example, when I was reading the Zona 84 magazine, that was one that I loved. I I was so young when that magazine was running, but I used to buy a lot of that um, uh, in secondhand stores, bookstores. And yeah, I was buying that stuff only for maybe Juan Jimenez stories or, you know, Bernet or things like that, you know, like uh, what I wanted is the stories I wanted to read. But thanks to reading that stories, I was able to discover a lot of other words. And that's perfect, you know. Like, right. 
It's interesting though. Well, otherwise you had you right. had Juan Jimenez and you had suddenly Frank Thorne and Frank Thorne's Gita. And I was reading <laughs> Gita there when I was like fourteen or something, and it was it was fun, you know. Uh-huh. That's nice. <laughs> That's my hard for. Yeah, I just if read. We will have this guy, the furry gay thing and stuff. It would be awesome, you know, if he did, you know, what I'm talking about. It's right. funny. Hmm. Open your mind to other places, run other worlds, and you know, try to have, yeah, like, you know, I'm so tired of having all the, the same kind of comics everywhere, mm-hmm. by the same yeah. kind of intimate things or the same kind of superheroes, or is you know, having Jose Domingo um, in the same book of Marathi word or Malaki, I don't know, how would you pronounce it? Like Malachi. How, is it, how do you oh, pronounce Malachi? the name? Malachi. Oh, Malachi. I'm sorry. Because nobody's going to understand me talking. What do you think? <laughs> always, there's always an Emma oh. version of name. I was thinking with, with Jordi Belair, you always call her. How do you pronounce Jordi? Jordi. Yeah. Jordi Belair. No, say, name. And then there's, <laughs> Brandon has his own pronunciations of things too. Like say lawyer. lawyer. Uh, I've, Robin has given me shit because I'm, I'm an American living in Canada. <laughs> I can, I can, I can, you know, I can imitate some different accents, like now in England, trying to go into the bubble. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh yeah, and that's Northern <laughs> England. Anyway, Robin, let me let me take this moment to remind you that that, that even though the American Empire is crumbling, it's still the Rome of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Your poutine empire will never, will never take us. <laughs> the gravy's getting cold. Um, so, I guess it's a good time to talk about Ireland. Um, and how did you both... A question for you as well, Brandon. Other than, say, lawyer. Uh, how did you both kind of come together uh, collaborating on this? Because this is originally your thing, Brandon. And you brought Emma in. Yeah. I, well, think, we started, I don't know. I think yeah. we started talking about each other in internet before talking to each other. Like because I, when Prophet was released, I was like totally blown away, mm-hmm. and and I think that by that moment you, you read my book with my way the Spiderman thing. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I think we saw like saw each other talking about the other, and I was like, oh, this guy likes my stuff, <laughs> you know, this thing. Right, right. Which is fun, because I was, um, for me, like, working at Marvel, having people who from outside Marvel that seemed to be in a cooler environment closer to the things I was doing before, um, was nice, you know? Like, okay, this guy is talking shit about Marvel all the time, but he likes what I do, what? (laughs) And, um, And it was when we started talking, I think the first, the... I think I proposed you to do the the backstory of Prophet, or I don't know if you proposed me. I don't remember. Oh yeah, yeah, the the five page. Um... Hmm, the five page thing, and I did that because I was working in a graphic novel of Doctor Strange, and I had a lot of pressure of the editors, and I wanted to stop and doing something. Not a lot of pressure of the editors because I, it was, it was just only the deadlines that were getting in the middle, and I needed to. To stop and doing something different because mm-hmm. I wasn't uh, 
for tissue or something. And for me, like doing something sci-fi and with monsters and crazy and weird paneling and so on was great in that moment. Um, so I I put out of it for a nest story and it was great. In, in this, it didn't took me that long to do it. It's only five pages, even if it looks like so super worked. But it was as it has the, I had the idea in mind like pretty quick, pretty clear, and that allows me to work faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, it was when we started talking. I think like Skype and stuff, because we started talking about manga and stuff like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like we're very much coming from the same. Uh, I, I like I like with Emma that me and her are from such different environments, but. We have a lot of the same influences, and we seem to look at in a lot of similar ways. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I followed Brandon when he, when you had the late journal. I mm-hmm. wasn't I wasn't working professionally at all. I was doing the fanzines here in Spain, and nobody knew anything about it. And like, actually, it was it was thanks to Warren Ellis that people in the states were able to see my work because he did a post of, in his website. Oh, the um, journal. That was great. Like yeah, because uh, nobody, I, I, I've never, you know, like my blog have not barely visitors, and after that, yeah, people started to know my stuff, and that's why Boom offered the miniseries, and that's when I quit architecture and get into college and all that and so on. And that moment before starting professionally, I, I knew your deep journal, and I was like. I grew up with the same shit as I did, as well, you know. Well, I want to talk specifically about Island. Ah, about Island? Yeah. Yeah, we started talking. Brandon came up with the idea first. Um, About, like, I think you proposed some, some heavy metal magazine, and I... And I was like, oh, and you, you think, what, what would you think about doing something for that? And I said, I told him, I think about Polacky and about the other magazine I helped to run there. Mm-hmm. And that I liked that stuff and that I was in. But not only as a, as an artist, guest artist, but also as a co-editor if he needed. Because it's, it's so difficult to handle, you know, all that stuff together. And now we are, like, suffering it. Not that much. <laughs> and a bit more because he's, like, putting things together to send emails. But, you know, the thing about writing emails to everybody and ask for dates and talk with the guys uh, in charge of the printing and that stuff is, like, a lot of work. So I was super psyched about the the project. And I think it was, like, a year and a half ago or so. And then when we met up at Bubble, we put things, like, all together. And we started, like, moving moving on, I think. Am I well? I don't know. Maybe yeah, something. I think it's like, it was something like this. Hmm. Now, are you guys pretty collaborative on uh, choosing who's going to be in upcoming issues? It's very casual. Um, usually, uh, I'll show. I'll just. I, I don't. There's never much discussion about it. I'll just be like, "Hey, Emma, this person's in this next issue," and Emma will be like, "Yeah, what about basically." Person? Or, "Hey, Brandon, we have to get this guy into." And yeah. if I'm running, well, yeah, oh, yes, yes, okay, I'll write him, like that, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's very, very casual, but we have a lot of stuff, and people is working super hard on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
everybody wanted everybody want because okay first of all it's paid work and then it's an open it's a gate to um uh, a big market like as we are bringing people like for example the guy i wrote yesterday was he he's more like an illustrator but he 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 does his own stuff and works in germany in mm. a very small scene and he made he he did he asked me a lot of questions like how are the taxes working or how you know this stuff right. and it was like oh this guy is almost not believing that we are going to pay this thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is because, like, so charming, and it's like, yeah, you can work here, being paid, and open your work, and show your work to a lot of people, because this is, you know, this is the American market, and it's image, and yeah, this is super weird, and maybe independent project, but at the same time, it's going to reach a lot of people who wants to, who are now curious because of this stuff. So yeah. it's cool, you know, it's like one of the things I think Brandon and I talk about when we started about talking about Island was about making these barriers between independent comics or underground mm. and uh, mainstream or indie mainstream, whatever. Yeah. You know, like more realistic or uh, adventure comics among like crisis, troubles or, I don't know, whatever. Um, um, making these barriers like fading, this barrier fade. And uh, this was uh, like a, I mean, how cool would be would it be to 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 have yeah, like the forest war game, just right, just beside you know some like Jose and you know other creators and an image, uh, you know like sharing the catalog with. <laughs> I don't know, The Walking Dead, whatever. <laughs> it's nice. It's like, it, this is not only about, you know, the comments you're used to. This is bringing other creators. Maybe you wouldn't buy a book of them, but then maybe you see it, you see them here and look for the publications in, in maybe a publisher you are not used to buy or whatever. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that is really exciting. But it's like we're, we're allowed to kind of... Um, to say, oh, if you like, if you like Pretty Deadly or you like Profit, um, like okay. check out the comic, the creators who we really like, and then, and plus, it it benefits us, I think, because it's like, you know, also with Image backing us, we're allowed, we're able to treat these creators as well mm-hmm. as we want to. Like we can say, here's some money up front, and you own everything, and mm-hmm. you get a different readership, like Emma was saying, and. Um, and then it makes us want to like you're talking about getting uh like Ron Wimberly being it being at Image now kind of wanting to up the yeah. ant on the work you do. That's how I feel about Island too. It's like you see what yeah. like Matchy and Amalekai Ward or like um, hmm. you know, any the, the like everyone's really like brought their A game. Like the work that everyone's delivering in Island is is insanely good. I, I expected to like it less, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it makes. <laughs> like oh shit i better like like i don't you know i don't have any plan to do lesser work but it, it's like oh shit this is the stuff i'm reading for future issues is so good i'm like oh i want to i want to push my own yeah exactly it's exactly how i feel you know it's like it's great i mean what up let's party i'm so celebrate. i don't know it's like i i 
in my thing here in Spain, like uh, most of my creators' friends, the styles are like totally different from my own. Like I was the only one who maybe would be able to work in marble, for example, right? Or adapt my style to work on marble. Like for example, my best friend, Roque Romero, who is doing some stuff in Ireland as well, he has this this weird style that looks like totally it, 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 I can't compare it it's like it's mm, like line work but at the same time he does digital work uh, with like crazy cities well you'll see but his, his, his language is totally different from my own but during yeah, for many years we were like talking about each other's work like trying to help the other you know mm-hmm. even if the language were totally opposite or totally different and same with Jose, for example. What Jose does is like totally different from what I do. And we've been like talking about, yeah, into the world like for a long time and sharing the same magazine here, the small magazine, the one we have in, the, in Bolakia and all. Um, that's why something like Island doesn't feel like weird at all. Like it's like very, very normal, right? Like you can do one thing and then like different stuff. I want everybody to like that different things. You know, everybody that likes your work to also give a try to other different things that you are enjoying at the same time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. interesting thinking about like like we have a lot of mutual friends like um like Emily Carroll. Oh, yeah. Hey, Craig, and how like yeah, she's great. Yeah, and just like how I think of I think of those people as like my peers really, and oftentimes like at Image, there's lots of people who are like coming from a very different type of comic and almost a different type of readership with this, but, like, I love the idea of, like, having, um, you know, I, I want people who read my work to read, like, Emily's work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I think we're just going in circles here about yeah. the same stuff, but it's a little too exciting. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, maybe I'll, I'll move us on no. to, to your more, re- your, your next project. Um, mm. Which is your collaboration with uh, Hui Lim, uh, yeah. Mirror? Mm. And is this your first time writing for someone else? Uh yes. <laughs> 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 yes, it is. Um, it is like my first time doing a proper script on somebody else. But with Hui, it's very easy because we know each other for quite long. Um, but not that long. But it's like, yeah, we met. I told you. I think well. Really, before we were both invited to a um, program workshop that happened in 2007, and that was held in Japan. And it was like a, some kind of interchange program between European artists and Asian artists. Mm-hmm. And eight artists from all Europe and eight artists from all Asia were chosen to work in a pairs and do some story together. And then we went all to Japan and did an exhibition in the Manga Museum and some symposiums and we were like working there for 15 days in, in the Seika University, like building, putting all the stuff we were doing like for the months before going, putting all together and building the thing and, uh, and that was awesome. And I was, uh, when I was selected there, my partner was Huey. So we became friends before meeting each other or before starting talking. We became friends through sending us pages or comic pages, right? 
and then we build a short story together. Um, like each of each one chose a character. I chose a homeless guy uh, who was an alcoholic, um, Prince Art, and he was chose. He chose a like a Malaysian girl who was so bored about life, and they ended up meeting in a dream. Or so we started talking about about the difference, like from. What ha- what's happening in Spain and what happened in Malaysia and we started this conversation through the comic and then when we went there it happened the same thing like that with Brandon like we had a very similar background we like the same comics we like you know mm. it was very nice um, and it was a great experience uh, so I, I I came to meet way through comics so we know each other quite well uh, the storytelling and we trust each other a lot so the collaboration is also back and forth, but it's different from from the the one I have with Kelly Sue, for example. Mm-hmm. Like um, with Kelly Sue, it's as if we talk about the plot kind of together, um, and then she writes and then I draw, and my drawing is affected, and so like Hoy, for example, doesn't doesn't feel like talking about the plot because he like trusts a lot like the idea of the developing or you know the flow the flow of the story or whatever um then she i sent her the script like divided in panels um uh, for example and i doesn't work with that kind of script don't work with that kind of script um but way like reinterpret everything. Like I send her that way. This is what I have in mind, and this is what helps me to know how many pages we need. Do we need for for each part? And then she makes everything and do what she wants uh, in the layouts. But for me, it's like a tool of control. Tool that lets me control like the length of the, of the story. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> and uh, and then. When she draws the pages, she gave me also, well, we follow the, the dialogue I, I wrote in the script first, but she reinterprets also, includes stuff considering like the behaviors of the characters or to make it, it, to make it a bit like more attached to what she does, you know, yeah. the, to the rhythm she is using in the pages. And then she sends it back to me and then I write it again over her ideas and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like quite, it's, it's pretty nice, yeah, to do it. But it's like we have a lot of trust on each other and, and it's quite easy. And also she's so good. I mean, it's like, uh, I'm always like panicking of, you know, not being, a, because he also writes very well. Um, you know, we have this thing about wanting to impress the other. A lot, you know, like being worried about not being good enough or whatever. <laughs> no, it's nice. It's a very great, it's a great collaboration. I imagine you have, with you and Marian, it has to happen the same thing, a very similar thing. Like you know each other a lot, and yeah, you both right. admire each other a lot in, in art. I mean, it has to be difficult. Yeah, well, me and me and Marian's collaborative collaboration is very abusive. But, hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, she's she's too used to me. She doesn't. Uh, all the walls are broken down, but um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see Huey's stuff on the shelves because it just it doesn't look like anything else out there. She has a she has a very beautiful style. I really hope yeah, it's really it opens to... her a bit, you know, the doors of the market, and she, that she can come more more in, you know, like that people start like knowing her name and stuff because it's less too good and. And she has quite a presence in the internet, right? In uh, these small circles, she moves in, or with comics or some kind of fandom of weird game, like mm-hmm. strategy games or stuff. You know, it's like, or making fun art on, yeah, the audiences and stuff. No, sh- but, you know. Hmm. This is coming out in November, you said? Yeah, at the same time, pretty deadly. <laughs> Yeah, it's good, right? Uh, I've been out of the shelf for a year and or a year or so, I think. And then I have two books, like five and four, like 11 issues all coming together instead of, you know, spread it through the year <laughs> to have people talking about me. But I'm like that, you know, like, okay, all together. And if you want, <laughs> no. it was well, so bad the timing, but... Maybe the year of the Emma. <laughs> <laughs> will all four issues be coming out consecutively? What? So that's for Mirror, will all four issues be coming out? Yeah, in they a row? will be. Yeah, because the story works a lot with Ellipse. So I'm quite obsessed with that stuff. I like to test things with the time leaps. Yeah. Because it's as if. Um, maybe I ended up. I end up abandoning this way of working, but I like this thing about um, having glimpses of stuff happening as if everything starts in media res, in media yeah. res. You know, mm-hmm. comes, yeah. um, so, uh, for example, the beginning of Mirror is like the end of the comic, or it, was, it directs straight to the end. So you have another glimpses of things that makes you understand the characters better in the middle, and then you build everything in the end. Okay. But I don't know if it's going to work for for people. Maybe it's just, I don't understand anything about you or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> you like, were like early on the right? Like, at the beginning, it was like, I don't understand how I don't think this is so horrible. You <laughs> <laughs> um, kept drawing the um, the Ouroboros, the, the snake eating its own tail for 8 House stuff. Hmm. Which what? seems great. Yeah, the Ouroboros, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Which seems very apt. Yeah. But we are not using that in the end. We are just using like some ideas of the eight in the covers. Like he is like drawing the covers, like doing shapes of eights, but it's pretty subtle. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, at the beginning we were like a bit worried about the design, and finally everybody it was so difficult to coordinate because everybody has pretty strong feelings about their own books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is fantastic in my opinion. And I try to do like an image with an Ouroboros to try to, you know, being able to 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 to, to transfer to all the books, even if other people were drawing it, but it didn't work. So I said, okay, after this, I'm not proposing anything else. Let's do whatever. Don't <laughs> <laughs> forget it. Yeah, my 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 editorial uh, thing is always much more casual than everyone else's. I'm always just like, all right, everyone, do your thing. And uh, everyone is very, but I have a, I have a weird, uh, I was thinking in, in Emma talking about your, um, your kind of worry about different things. Like, like I have such a, like, 
immediate like like i just assume like oh and when Hui stuff comes out people are going to love it and it's going to blow up because it's excellent and i don't even think about like uh the possibility of it not doing really well oh, i don't know man it's like very uh we are all like this you know like always being so insecure about all the stuff but this is the only thing that makes us makes us keep working i i don't know it's like everything is everything is so difficult but Thank you, Emma. Uh, oh, thank you for <laughs> taking the time. I think, uh, as Brennan says, uh, people are gonna love these comics. Uh, very much looking forward to uh, seeing Mirror on the stands, as well as folks can check out Island. Uh, number two should be out uh, right about when this is posted, and uh, Pretty Deadly will be out in November. And I'm sure everyone will be seeing that as well. Thank you so much, Emma. Thank you. It was great to talk with you, guys. Oh, I almost forgot it was an interview. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah, it always happens in your interviews, I guess. Like, everybody just started talking. And yeah, they start, everyone starts saying their social security numbers and just gets so casual. Can't remember anything at all. Flame trees line the streets. Can't remember anything at all. But I'm driving my car down to Geneva. I've been sitting in my basement patio it was hot up above girls walk past roses all in blue have you ever heard about the Higgs boson down to Geneva, baby, gonna teach it to you.
sitting and singing the Higgs Bolson Blues. I'm tired, I'm looking for a spot to drop. All the clocks have stopped in Memphis now. In the Lorraine Motel, it's hot, it's hot, that's why they call it the hot spot. I take a room with a view, hear a man preaching in a language that's completely new.
memories always make me sad Miley Cyrus floats in a swimming pool in Toluca Lake And you're the best girl I ever had Can't remember anything at all 